Hi, Rav Judah here with Masechet Yoma, Perik Vav, Mishnah, Hey. Akol sukkah v'sukkah omimam, hare mazon, hare mayim. At every sukkah, they would say to him, here, would you like some food, would you like some water? So the issue here is that you're not allowed to eat and drink on Yom Kippur, but if you're the ish iti, if you're the guy gathering, taking the goat out to the desert, we all need you to do that, and this is a responsibility of Yom Kippur, uh, that we need to get this done. And so there's actually a uh, permission given for him, for this person, to eat. Now, the Ramam explains that actually, although he could, sorry, the Ramam says that he could eat, uh, but the Gemara says that actually, even though it was available, they never took him up on it. It's sort of like that reason why Yom Kippur gets much har- is much harder at around 11 a.m. than it is at, let's say, 6 p.m. for most people. Because once you know you're getting close you can handle it. It's when it seems like forever away that it's really hard. There's a good argument there or a good good point to be taken about dealing with temptation in general, uh, but we're just a challenge. When you feel like you can do it, you feel like you can see the end, or you take it in tiny little increments, it goes much better. So this person knew that he just had to get to the next booth. If he could eat now, they're offering him food, he could eat now. Eh, I could go one more booth. Okay, will you eat now? Yeah, eh, I'll go one more booth. And then he'd make it through. And so at each booth, they would offer him food. And even though it was halachically permissible, he wouldn't Take it, umulavino to misoka vasoka, and the the people in the booth would then would then escort him to the next booth. So it would just be one or two people, but you know, walk him to the next booth, and then he hand him off to the next person. except for the last booth, The last person did not go with him all the way to the cliff. That is a lonely activity, not just physically, but it's meant to be an existentially lonely activity. It's the imagery here. It's the the message. The person from the last booth would stand at a distance and watch as he went to the edge of the cliff and tossed the goat, etc., or pushed the goat. Uh, but that's part of what's happening here. Um, one of my teachers once pointed out that there is a really beautiful uh, other imagery here, which is that we talk about the Ishiti, we talk about the Kohen Gadol, all these heroes of Yom Kippur. But think about these people who sit in the booths. They're sitting there alone for all of Yom Kippur, a lot of in the dark, with a pile of food that they are not eating, because they're not allowed to, to offer food to a man who's going to come with a goat, who they know will almost certainly say no. And they do it because they're part of the team. They spend their Yom Kippur all alone, out there in a hut in the desert with food that's not going to actually get eaten by anybody, because that's what was needed. Somebody needs to be in that booth, and that they are playing their role. And I think this is a, it's a very beautiful message about community and playing our part.